Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books Podcast. Pottock ponies were known by the Basque people to be dependable and strong, just like the white mare in this week's story. Can the horse protect Princess Fafine from an evil spirit disguised as a prince? After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Magic Hoofbeats collection. This is the story of the white mare, a story from the Basque country. Once there lived a king with three daughters. The youngest was named Fifine, and she was his favorite since she was kind and good of heart. Now, one day the king was sitting peacefully with his daughters when he felt something tickle his ear. What's this? he cried. Fifine looked and pounced. A flea, she said, holding it between her thumb and forefinger but it's larger than any normal flea. Sure enough, it was. Curious, the king had it put in a container so that it could be studied. But the flea grew so swiftly that it quickly outgrew the container. The king had it placed in a barrel, but the flea grew swiftly. The flea grew so swiftly that it quickly outgrew the barrel. It was now as large as a cow. That's large enough, the king decided. He had the flea slain and its skin tanned, just as though it really had been a cow. And, since he had a fanciful turn of mind, the king issued a proclamation. Whoever could name the animal that had provided this skin should have one of the three princesses as his bride. Of course, the king never expected anyone to be able to guess. For long and long again, no would-be suitor succeeded. But one day a prince arrived, a fine fellow in shining golden armor. Your Majesty, he said, that is the skin of a flea grown in a barrel. So it was. The king, relieved that the winner of the contest should be a prince, and a golden prince at that, told him to step forth and pick one of the three princesses for his bride. So I shall, the golden prince agreed, in two days. The entire royal palace was in a stir, as can be imagined. Everyone wanted to prepare as fine a feast for the golden prince as had ever been seen. Only Fifine wasn't happy. She went down to the royal stables, to the stall of her favorite horse, the white mare. Be wary, the white mare warned her. That is not truly a prince, but an evil spirit, and it is you he intends to choose. I must warn my father. He will not believe you. No one in the entire palace will believe you. The golden prince will see to that. And once the Golden Prince has chosen you, we shall never be free. What can I do? Listen to me and heed my words. Your father will wish to give you a fine wedding present. Refuse anything he offers. Tell him that you want nothing but the white mare. You must not leave the palace without me. And you must be riding me when you go. Fifine left the stable with a heart full of grief. 
She borrowed ugly clothes from a servant and went to meet the golden prince with her hair dirty and full of ashes. But he only smiled. I choose you, Princess Fifine, for my bride. Everyone rejoiced. Everyone but Fifine. Sure enough, after the feast, her father said, Come, my dear, I will give you a fine wedding present. I want only the white mare, she replied. What a mangy old horse! Nonsense! I will give you fifty bags of gold. All I want is the white mare. You cannot have the white mare, the king exclaimed. She belonged to your poor dead mother. I will not let the white mare go. Then the golden prince may not wed me. I will not leave here unless I may leave riding the white mare. What could her father do? He didn't want to lose so fine and shining a son-in-law. At last he muttered, Very well, you may have the white mare. The golden prince frowned. This is such an ugly horse. We shall tie it behind my carriage so that no one can see it. But Fifine remembered the white mare's warning. Oh, that won't do. My white mare is so swift that she can outrun all your carriage horses. We shall ride on in front and you shall follow. With that, Fifine threw herself onto the white mare's back and the white mare sped off like lightning. The golden prince swore an angry oath and whipped his carriage horses after them. White mare, white mare, they're gaining, Fifine gasped. Not for long, the white mare replied. She stopped short and struck the earth three times with a hoof, so strongly that the earth rang, and a great abyss opened before her. Enter, evil one, the white mare cried. Enter and stay for seven years. With that, the carriage, golden prince and all, flew down into the abyss, and the earth closed over them. We're safe, Fifine gasped. For only seven years, the white mare corrected her. I could not provide you with safety forever. She sighed. The world is a wide and dangerous place for a pretty young princess alone, so I shall disguise you as a young prince. This sounded splendid to Fifine, who had never seen the wide world beyond the palace. She traveled on in her magical disguise, her only companion the white mare, and many sights, both good and ill, did she see. At last, weary from their journeying, they came to a great palace. This is a good place for us to stop, the white mare said. The queen who rules has a son who is as kind as he is handsome. But you must not tell anyone yet that you are anything but a prince. The queen and her son made Fifine and her white mare welcome. Fifine liked him from the start, but she remembered the white mare's warning and said nothing of her true identity. Several weeks passed, and one day the prince told his mother, I had the strangest dream. 
I dreamed that our visitor was a princess. How odd, the queen exclaimed. Let us test this. Take our guest to the market. If he is really she, our guest will surely stop at the jewelry stall. But Fifine, guessing at the trick, passed right by the jewelry stall and went straight to the stall selling knives and swords. That night, the prince once more dreamed that their guest was a princess. We shall try a bit of magic, the queen told him. She knew just one small spell. Take our guest to the orchard. If this truly is a girl, the apple blossoms will fall on her. But as the apple blossoms fell, the white mare blew them aside. They all landed on the prince. So much for magic, the queen laughed. That night, she slipped into the guest room where Fifine slept, and she caught Fifine asleep in a silken gown. So you are a princess, the queen cried. How clever you were to keep yourself disguised. But you are safe here. In the days that followed, the prince and princess walked together and talked together. They fell in love, and at last they married. This is as it should be, the white mare said. You will not need me for seven years, but you must always keep this magic flute with you. When danger arises, play it, and I will come to you. With that, the white mare galloped away. For seven years, Fifine and her husband lived happily together and had two children whom they loved dearly. But one day the prince had to leave on a royal journey. Since their children were still too young to travel, Fifine stayed behind. She was with them in the palace garden when the earth shook and tore itself open. Up rose the golden prince, free after his seven years' imprisonment. Come with me, Fifine, he snarled, or I shall slay your children. Fifine hugged her children to her. You shall not hurt them. But before I go with you, first you must let me play a little farewell tune on my flute. The golden prince shrugged. If it is brief. Indeed it was. For with the very first note, the white mare came galloping into the garden, fire blazing from her eyes. I did not know the right magic seven years ago, she cried. But after seven years, I have learned it. Before the golden prince could say a word, the white mare stamped on the ground once, twice, thrice, three mighty blows that shook the earth. Earth, the white mare cried. Here is evil. Earth, swallow him up. Earth, keep him forever. The earth tore open under the golden prince's feet. Shouting with rage, he fell into the pit. Without a sound, the earth closed once more, and the golden prince was never seen again. Now you are truly safe, the white mare told Fifine and I may at last go home. She stamped her foot 
and a beautiful fountain sprang up. As Fifine and her children marveled at it, the white mare leaped up into the air and flew away. Fifine's husband soon came home from his journey. The family lived long and happily, and they never forgot the white mare. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.